I, Chicago doesn't even know. That's the, you guys are a bunch of bums, a bunch of weirdos. Is what you Delivery is a good one for Duran, and the fire finally. Basically, Chicago isn't very good. No, I mean, that's just what it was. Down. I'm not really worried about this team scoring too many goals. Duran, all by himself, <laughs> and the Colombian puts this one to bed. It's a place for the 18-year-old, and three points in the back for Chicago. If this team scores on us, and we don't walk away with three points, we might want to be looking at ourselves and be like, you know, maybe we aren't good enough to be in the playoffs. Ah, yes. Yes. We, we got to make a little fun of ourselves because we look like complete idiots. Uh, welcome to episode 14 of Battered Herons. Uh, like you just heard, we were we were a little off on our predictions, Chris. Yeah, look, uh, I'm not going to eat the Chicago hot dogs, but I'll eat my words for sure. Uh, yeah, that was that was that- amazing. You just made me laugh with I was red all over laughing. Well, it was it was it was rough, man. Uh, I mean, we're obviously not media experts. We're, we're fans and we speak from the heart. And I really thought that we were going to get this. I mean, 10 days off. You have 10 days to rest your body and prepare for a team that has been pitiful offensively. We, we I mean, I know we had two rough games before this, but we were getting on a roll as of late. I, I just thought that everything was set up nicely to get it on this this nice playoff push. And I, I I hear the dong. I hear I see Undertaker walking down the aisle. Those playoff chances are getting this small. You know, I th- I think it's granted to sort of feel that this was the game that was going to make the turnaround for us, put us in the right direction. I mean, look, anybody that looks at the stats, that looks at the opponent, they're going to feel the same way. So I don't think that we were wrong in our assumption. I just feel oh, like, look, dead wrong. you know. I mean, in the sense of like, I mean, obviously after the match, yeah, it's completely different. But before, I think a lot of people would have felt the same as we did. And, you know, Chicago came out to play. They they, they beat us and they beat us and they beat us. Uh, well, a couple of things. We should have taken into account the fact that we're a horrible uh, road team. I mean, yeah. we're, we are dreadful on the road. It's, it's, in, it's amazing how different we look at home when you compare to how we play on the road. Uh, That's scary. And then the Damian Lowe injury came out absolutely nowhere. Like I, did. I didn't hear about this until the game day of the game. I'm like, when the hell did he get injured? Supposedly during practice the day before, but I didn't hear anything about it until a little while before the game started. Yeah, that's one thing that came out of the blue. Um, you know, then we got the the, the Marsman creep up with uh with him starting the game, you know, a couple of days before it was announced, you know, announced uh that he was going to start. There was just a lot of a lot of things just happening around and about, and it was just kind of weird approaching the game, you know. Well, I guess we let's get straight into it then. The starting eleven. You already brought up Marsman. We got Marsman because apparently he helps us offensively because of the way he connects with everybody with his feet. How did that go yesterday? I mean, well, did it really make that big of a difference? I mean, I understand they were pressing. They yeah. were pressing. And and it was you could tell that we were having a hard time getting stringing any passes along. The first half, I felt like it was just long balls because we couldn't get anything going. 
But Marsman didn't help with that. I would have preferred Drake back there with what we got from Marsman. Well, and and it's funny because a lot of the a lot of the the saves that he had or not saves, I feel like it could have been maybe different if uh, if Drake Callender was was playing goalie during the game. I mean, I don't know. I mean, uh, with twenty twenty hindsight, everything is always a little bit easier, a little different. But I feel I I still believe that I would have felt more comfortable, and maybe the team would have felt more comfortable with Callender back there for sure. I mean, the, the first goal was a, a low cross that got deflected and then got hit up in the air. And then and your boy Duran, yes. yeah, your boy Duran got that header on. Um, does Drake get to that? I don't know. Does he have a better chance than Marsman? I mean, because I'm biased and I think that he's a better goalie, I think that there's, maybe he gets to it. Maybe not. I mean, that, that deflection threw a lot of the defenders and the goalie off. But, um, I mean, that was the first one. And the second was also off of a deflection. So, Chicago... I mean, they they were obviously a, the better team yesterday, but they weren't necessarily clean goals. That, I mean, except, except for that last one, they weren't really clean goals. They were both off of some some mis, misplayed defense. Bad defense. Yeah, Bad defense. So, so, I mean, Shakiri wasn't marked. That that goal that he got off that deflection, he was completely by himself. I'm not yeah. sure. I don't know if Yedlin missed marking him or what, but he was completely by himself when he caught that ball off that deflection. It, it was just a messy game. Like it didn't feel like they just had ten days off. Well, and not only did it did it not feel like if they had so much time off to sort of recuperate, but then you're also talking about where a lot of people were missing their marks. You got a lot of people that were playing pretty poor defense. Um, you know, obviously, you know, missing low on defense is just it's critical. It's critical to this team. I mean, before we started the podcast, I mentioned to you briefly about some of the changes that they're making in the starting 11. I mean, just the last three games to me have been really, really weird. And I don't want to get on this, you know, fire fill stuff because I still believe that he's doing very well as a coach, but I'm starting to really have some questions here, right? We're, we're go ahead. No, I was going to say, I'm, I'm not on the fire fill. But yes, my father, I talk to my father about this all the time. And, and he wants, he wanted Phil fired in the beginning of the season. <laughs> yeah. Now I, I, I always go back and forth with him because I don't, I don't think it's necessarily something that would help us, especially right now in the middle of the season when we have this playoff push. Yeah. But I will tell you that if you see that Indiana Vasilev is playing like crap for the last few games, but you still put him in the starting lineup repeatedly, I start to question what you're doing. Because to me, it's apparent Bryce Duke needs to be on the field. Yeah, and I feel not like Mosuelo plays best when he's playing with Bryce Duke next to him. Yeah, yeah, and it's tough because they typically play three, I guess, very consistent midfielders. It's always going to be the Posuelo Mota Gregory. Um, always, you know, yeah, for I, sure. I'm just gonna look. I'm just gonna look at some of the starting lineups from from when they played the Red Bulls up until now. You know, the only change that you have is the game that Pozuelo was out. Duke started that game. Um, and then you have this last game where Pozuelo just took his rightful place back in the starting lineup. Now, uh, on the wings is where it gets a little weird. Uh, and, and on the defense, that's another place where it gets pretty weird. But on the wings, we have Lasseter and Vasilev that started against the Rebels. Then you got Lasseter and Taylor. So they benched, uh, they benched Vasilev. And then the following game, which was obviously the yesterday's game, Taylor and Vasilev start with uh, with Lasseter riding the bench. 
So they started Vasilev against the Red Bulls. They benched him against Columbus Crew. And then they started him again against Chicago Fire. I haven't seen I haven't seen him make a, such a great impact to say, oh well, he should have gotten that starting spot back. You know what? It's gotten to the point where I'd rather see Emerson start. Yeah, I mean, and, and you know, if, I, I know, you, I know, you love Emerson, and I'm not a big Emerson fan. Yeah. But at this point, I'd rather see Emerson out there than Vasilev. I, I feel like he, and I mean, I hate to to, to rag on him, but he, he has so many opportunities to make good plays, and he just yeah. misses the mark on them. There was a play yesterday where it was it was basically a fast break, right? And you saw Pozuelo taking off, and Iguain was cutting him behind. Him. Yes, and all he had to do was just lead one of them with a pass. And, but he was in such a rush that he just sailed the ball completely over Pozuelo. He had no chance to get to it. And that was a, a great opportunity he had. There was another one where Pozuelo was on the right, right side of the box, and he crossed the ball in. And Vasilev was just a step slow in reaching out his foot, and he missed him. But I, I feel like somebody else might finish those plays. And Vasilev, maybe it's just bad luck. Maybe it's because it's gotten to the point where I'm so frustrated to see him out there that those plays stand out to me a little more than other bad plays by other players. But I don't want to see him in the starting lineup anymore. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I really don't want to see him in the starting lineup, especially because he hasn't been met. like Robert Taylor. To me, he's been making more of an impact than Vasilev and uh, uh, and Lasseter. And Lasseter has been just pretty consistent. I don't want to say he's consistently good. Because he hasn't been consistently bad. He's just been consistent. Um, and then when we jump back over to the defense, you got Gibbs, McVeigh, Lowe, and Yedlin playing against the New York Rebels. Then McVeigh, Lowe, Sailor, and Yedlin. So they bench Gibbs. McVeigh moves out to the left back. You got Lowe and Sailor in the middle. And then, of course, Yedlin stays on the right back. And then... They go back to the Gibbs, Sailor, McVeigh, Yedlin, obviously, because Lowe's not in the game. So, But at, got- but at that point, we, we don't really know what his original plan was if Lowe doesn't get injured. Like, does he really put Gibbs back out there? Or does he move McVeigh out to the left back? I, I would probably assume that he'd move McVeigh out to the left. That would be I, my I, assumption. I, I, I agree with you. I think he puts McVeigh back there. But I really hope he doesn't do that this coming week. And we'll get into that later. But... The yeah. worst game that McVeigh has played all year long was against Columbus, and he has Columbus coming up this week. So I really hope he doesn't get to do that. But I did want to get into the, the – I mean, not too much detail into the Chicago game because it was just horrible. But one thing that yeah. really surprised me is that we were coming off of 10 days off. And it didn't yeah. look like – it looked like we were the tired team. We looked so blah. And, yeah. and Pozuelo had more than 10 days off because he didn't even play that last game. Yeah. But Pozuelo, man, I am t- I don't know if it's because Bryce Duke wasn't out there to play uh, the, the mid-game with him. But Pozuelo, I didn't see him do anything effective. And this isn't the first time I say that. I think I said that when he played against NYCFC in that sandbox that they play in over there in Yankee Stadium. Yeah. But it's really weird to see him be so ineffective. But I really didn't see him do too much like, other than draw that penalty in, uh, late in the game. Well, and Pozuelo, I, I just looked at it. He he had 14 days off, basically. Yeah. He played the game uh, against the Red Bulls, got the red card, and then 14 days from that point forward was the next game uh, for him. I, I, I didn't really see anything special from anybody other than the people that came onto the game 
uh, as subs. You know, uh, Jomon Jones impressed me, and and he's typically a guy that I'm just like Ugh, about. You know, he was pretty good. Uh, Lasseter and Duke came on the field, and they were playing very very well with the time that they had. And you could tell that you have them, you have them trying to take advantage of all the minutes that they can possibly take advantage of. I have a question for you. Yeah. If you obviously we can't speak for the whole fan base, but yeah. if you if but we can get an idea of more or less through Twitter and people we talk to what people think. Obviously, the three middle midfielders are going to be Gregory, Mota, and Pozuelo. Everybody's okay with that for the most part. But up top, if you had to choose the best three players to play up top, who would you go – like who do you think the most people would go with? Iguain up top, obviously, right? And then who would be the next two? Well, I feel like a lot of people are, are okay with Taylor. I feel um, like yeah. Taylor – I feel like Taylor is acceptable to have. I don't. I don't think that especially because he plays that wing back. That. He gets back on defense, so he could play wing back. Yes. So he, when they play five in the back or 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 four in the back, he's he can be in the game. But what about I, that other spot? I mean, I think the other spot would probably. I think a lot of people would be okay with Lasseter in that spot or Duke. I I really don't know because to be honest with the fans that I've spoken to. And, you know, you and I have spoken to fans that you and I know mutually. And Vasilev mm-hmm. is not a guy that really rings positive, like positive, positively from from their point of view. I I think that Lasseter should always be out in the wing if you don't want Duke out there playing the wing. Yeah. To me, put Duke out there and have him play different positions. Who cares? He's skilled enough where he can make it happen as long as he's not playing in the box as a striker. That's yeah. the only way I don't want to see Duke. But... <laughs> Get him out there. I, from what I've seen, when Pozuelo and Duke are out there together, they make magic happen. So let's get more Bryce Duke. Get him more minutes. It, it makes absolutely no sense to me why he's only playing 30 minutes a game. This kid is the future. Well, and I think that the coaching staff, the the, the team itself, I think that they're so comfortable with Mota and Gregory playing in the middle. Uh, and really, like, they're stuck in quicksand in that area. You know, they don't really go out onto the wings. Um, you know, but, they but push up. But as, as a holding midfield, for the most part, you want them to stay the width of, of course. the box. of the box. You don't want them to, to, to stretch out too far. So to their defense, you don't want them too far out on the wings. You, you want them to hold from, from one end of the box to the other. That's more or less the space in which they roam. I mean, but then, but then, if you think about it, you know, you would have to probably what take Pozuelo and put him in a wing spot, take out Lasseter, put Duke there, and I mean, put put Pozuelo there and keep Duke in the midfield. Like, I mean, at least you have Pozuelo who's willing to be on the attack, where Bryce Duke is kind of just like chilling, waiting for the right time to pass. You get what I'm saying? So, Look, I am all for. Just having Duke and Pozuelo out there, any way you can figure it out. Just get those two guys in there together because having Vasilev out there, I understand that you do it probably for some pace to have out on the wing, but if the pace comes with nothing at the end of that run, what's the point? It's almost like having Emerson out there. Emerson yeah. runs at people, and yes, he gets the ball from one end to the other, but once he gets to the other end, he doesn't really do too many productive things with it, so it's almost yeah. pointless. Right? So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it's a little too fancy smancy in terms of like Emerson, but I mean, but that's the same thing. If you put Bryce Duke out in the wing, you got him who he's pretty fast paced as well. He's very quick. 
but then he's another one that's not going to act, uh, you know, but aggressive. He, but he, pl- but he plays the ball in well. Yes. I feel like he he can he can create plays, especially when Yedlin's cutting in behind him, or yeah. or Robert Taylor on the left side is cutting in behind him. He can make things happen. He can find Pozuelo in the middle. He can find any way in the up top. Like yeah. I feel like Bryce Duke is skilled. Get all your best players out there. I yeah. understand that you want that you want the speed out in the wings, but when it's not really producing too much, what's the point? It, there is no point at this. At, at this point, well, and 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 I think with Vasilev, that's one of the issues that we're running into. Where Vasilev is either going to have really, really good attacking moments, or a lot of—I don't want to say boneheaded because it's not necessarily boneheaded plays, but just like a chicken with their head cut off kind of deal, where they're just kind of running, 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 and then they gas out with like a blast up in the sky. So, well, we got on the board, right? Iguain got that goal off the penalty kick. At that yeah. point, when we were down two to one, I thought that we might pull out some late magic again, like yeah. we've done in the past. But we got beat on that counter, and I um, it was Yedlin. It was, it, it was yeah, it was it was yeah, it was Yedlin with the pass. Yeah. I think he was, was trying to give and pass. go. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was a lazy pass because I felt like well, I don't know, I don't even know because it looked like it was a lazy pass. It got. Uh, he this guy entered, I forget who it was. What was the, his name? Was it Duran? No, it wasn't Duran. It was Navarro. Navarro yeah. intercepted it, led the pass to Duran, and he scored. You said Bryce Duke was hauling ass behind it, but yes, for the most part, I saw Jovan Jones trying to cut in the middle, but he had to stay on Shakiri. Yeah, and then Bryce Duke. But where's everybody else? Yeah, all the defenders were poof. They were miles behind. Everybody was gassed? miles behind. I mean. It, it was just a very frustrating game, especially after 10 days off, especially the fact that it was such a crucial game. Now it's made the Columbus game coming up a must win because if you don't win this, if you lose this game straight out, the playoffs are basically over. Like, well, it's you a, have no chance. And and this is the truest of must wins because it's like you said, I mean, we're, we're sitting and we're going to go over, you know, our, our standing situation in a little bit. But as far as the game is concerned, you know, uh, this game that we just played against Chicago Fire is really a huge opportunity that we lost. It should have been in the bag, especially against such a poor offensive team. And they just brought their best out when it came to, to, to playing us. They, they didn't look poor yesterday. Well, no, All they right, looked well, like monsters yesterday. The last thing I wanted to go over before we get through this uh, Chicago and move on. Yeah. There was one kind of bright spot. That wasn't a bright spot, and it's that you finally got your boy out on the bench. Yeah, but we got a hashtag free Noah Allen. I mean, we finally get him near the field, right? I mean, he's yeah. not at home watching the game, mm-hmm. and he never sniffs the turf. Like, nope. what is happening here? And then Gibbs, that's another player that when I was watching this game, I thought to myself, my goodness, man. This guy, he went out to go play for England, I think, in, in some of the World Cup uh, preparation yeah, games. That was, that was that was a while back. I guess, whatever. I mean, look, Gibbs, I really expected something huge from him. And oh, it's I... and it's it's been very duddish with this guy. And every time I see Noah Allen play on the field, man, I could tell that he's got some some spunk. And the fact that he didn't get not one minute in this game, dude. I mean, hashtag free Noah Allen, man. Get get him out there. Yeah, man. We, we need some Noah Allen in our lives. But 
So Chicago's done. Now let's look at the, the standings. And it's not looking necessarily great, but I mean, it's not completely over either. No. So we are now in ninth place. We have 36 points. We have New England ahead of us with two points. Columbus in seventh with 41. Cincinnati and Orlando in fifth and sixth with 42. So we still have a chance to catch up to Columbus. Yeah, we do. Because we play them. Now, we play them on Tuesday. If we win that game, we've at that point played 30 games just like they have, and we'll only be two points behind them. Obviously, we no longer control our own destiny because we're going to need them to lose to somebody else, and we're going to have to keep winning. Yeah. Um, but that essentially makes this upcoming game a must win. Yeah. And the so, worst part and the worst part is is that we still we we're t- we have Atlanta with the same amount of points as us. You know, we got Chicago and and we got uh Charlotte FC that are also 35 points. I mean, Toronto at this point is still I mean, obviously with Toronto I think what they only have like two games left, three games left. Yeah. So it'll well, be very hard the, for them. That's the benefit though cuz if you see all the teams in the playoff like hunt from five all the way down to 13. There's only three teams that have played 29 games and that's us, Columbus and Orlando. Everybody else has played more games than us. So we technically still have this game to play on Tuesday against Columbus and we can gain three points and we'll be even as far as games played, but we'll be ahead of everybody if we win in points. So we're still in good standing because at that point, if we win on Tuesday, we'll be ahead of new England just yeah. two, we'll be in eighth place and we'll be only two points behind Columbus. So there is a chance. Is it a, is it a great chance? Obviously not if we lose, but here are the upcoming games we have. Well, and, and they play Columbus Houston. Sometime. New England plays Ooh. Houston. Yeah, but but at that point we're, we're we still have a game played less than them. Yes. So we're still good because at that point we just got to keep winning to stay ahead of them. Yeah. Now we got Columbus. If we beat Columbus, again, we're in decent standing because we're only two points ahead behind them. And then we have D.C., which is literally the worst team in the league. Yes. Now, do I feel confident saying we can beat them? Absolutely not. I'm not doing what I did last not week anymore. where I was trashing Chicago. No, we're not doing that again. I got enough pie on my face this week. So can we beat them? If we were at home, I might talk a little shit. But because we're on the road, I'm going to keep quiet. So yeah. we got Columbus home. We can win that. DC, hopefully, we can take care of business. Then hopefully. we have Toronto as the last road game. Once we're done with those three games, we have two home games to close out the season. So we're getting down to the nitty gritty. We got to get these W's. Yeah, and then we—I mean, that that crew—that's going to be a crucial game uh, against Columbus Crew. We got a crucial game against Orlando. I mean, every every game is crucial at this point, but those oh. two right there are, are going to be the defining games to move us up into the ladder. Let me make something very clear to you and everybody listening. The playoffs have started for us. Oh, yeah, for sure. The, the for playoffs sure. have started for us. The whole win or go home, that has started. We have to – and we have five games left. We have to win four of those and maybe draw one. We have to go four, one, and up. And I hope that Cincinnati loses. Yeah, I believe, yeah, yeah 4-1-0, oh, no? Yeah, I can't remember if the draws go first or second. This whole soccer thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's four. Up. Yeah, I think it's four one and zero. Oh. Or whatever. We if need not, four we wins have. and one draw. That, that that's that's the worst we can do. We can do four wins and a draw. I, 
in my mind, that's that's worst case scenario because other than that, that's worst case. I don't know if we can make it. I don't know if we can make it. <laughs> that is worst case. Let me tell you, Chicago has really humbled us. Chicago yes. is really <laughs> this game against Chicago really humbled us because no, no, you know, I'm gonna tell you what humbled me the Red Bulls because before the Red Bulls, I was saying I wanted a home playoff game, yeah, 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 that home playoff game, my ass. <laughs> right now, we, we'd be lucky if we could just get seventh place. I mean, yes, look, it's it's definitely possible. You know what scares me watching the game over the weekend? Cincinnati destroyed San Jose. Um, Oh my goodness. And I and I that's what uh-huh. that's one team I do not like. So that really pissed me off. Oh yeah. Oh because we because we blew it against them. Yes. Look, we're gonna look back at two things. At the end of the season, we're gonna look back at two things. We're gonna look at that Cincinnati game overall yeah. and that Posoto boot to the chest. Those uh, two right there are the, the the two moments in this season that will completely change the outcome. Because I mean as far as that, that would that would that would have eventually be what would cost us our playoff chances. Mm-hmm. No, I mean we're, the the playoff chances that we have. It's like you said, four four wins and one draw would be worst case scenario. Best, I mean, best case scenario, we go undefeated. We're making but that's the delusional. Yeah, um, I I don't know. I'm I'm really hoping for the best, and and we got a really really big game coming up. Uh, you know, we got Columbus that we're going to be playing and, and it's a showdown that I've been waiting for, uh, especially cause I know that they've been doing fairly, fairly well. And again, it's one of the closer competitors as far as the standings are concerned. Um, you know, I was looking over some of their stats and yeah, they got a lot of goals. A lot, they got three more goals scored, uh, than we do. And they're a very, very good, um, defensive team as well they, they've only allowed 33 goals against them all season so they're actually in the positive in that in that sense they've scored 39 they've allowed 33 uh you know it's it's going to be a tight 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 fight against them for well, sure well remember we, we played them less than two weeks ago already so we yeah. just saw them we we both felt and i think collectively most people felt that we could have won that game if Pozuelo's playing right i think that was the the underlying theme. Like, we win that game if Pozuelo's playing because Columbus didn't play very well. Cucho, we had him locked down. He didn't have any yeah. chances to score. The the one mistake we made in that, in that game wasn't a mistake, but McVeigh got his ass torched that game by Diaz. Yeah. Up and down that field. This Tuesday, McVeigh cannot play left back. Yeah. Hell, uh, hell, I don't want McVeigh back there. I don't want Gibbs back there. Either give give us Jones or Allen, one of those two. And but Joven Jones, if, if I'm, not, and Joven mm-hmm. Jones is he is, is he a, a left back? Is isn't he like a center mm-hmm. center defensive midfielder? I thought he was a, a, a defensive midfielder. Yeah, he's playing left back. Oh my goodness! I mean, yeah, we we need something fresh here because McVeigh, he's just not doing it. Um, you know, Gibbs, get out of here. You know. Get get Noah Allen in the game. Let's get some freshness. And you know what? I was watching the 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 press conference that Phil Neville was having, and I don't know yeah. how many times Phil Neville said the word fresh, freshness, 
fresh, freshness. He talked about fresh and freshness at least 10 times in that interview. But how much more fresh do you want than 10 days off? I, I don't know, but I, I, that's one thing that I noticed in the in the press conference that that's he he mentioned that a hundred times. And if you want something fresh, free Noah Allen, get him out there, bro. Yes, get him Look, out there. Don't eat the, crap anymore. I doubt that he puts Noah Allen out there as much as I want that. But put Jones back there, especially if Damian Lowe is still injured, which is a big big blow for us if he is. Then you're gonna have McVeigh, which I, where I feel like he should always play center back next to Sailor. And put Jones on left back. Don't bring Giz back in because Diaz torched us last game. He only scored once, but McVay looked hard, so so much so that he got taken off. The only time he's got taken off all year. So don't you can't make that mistake. This is do or die now. We're in the playoffs now. Yeah, and, and Harry Neville was out also in the subs last game, too. Was he? Yes, he was. Yes, he was. That I didn't realize. He was well, in the subs list. Well, I want Noah Allen back there, but if they don't give us Noah Allen, this is what I want. I want Jones, McVeigh, Saylor, and Yedlin in the back. We have Mota, Gregory, and Pozuelo holding down the midfield, like always. And then give me Iguain, Robert Taylor, and Bryce Duke. Go out with that. Bet you we win. Oh, oh, Andre Callender. None and, of this Marsman yeah, stuff. That, that, that yeah, was enough. Yeah. That was a cute here. experiment. That Get was a that cute experiment. Out. Yeah, that's it. We, give us back our calendar. Give us back our drink. Give her a six god. I want my six god back. And so, so are we? Are we basically saying that uh, Low is is he's not coming back next couple games? I guess. Look, I, look. If he just got injured on Saturday and couldn't play, I thought it's a quick turnaround. I thought he's going to be ready for Tuesday. I hope he is. I, I, I mean, is it a wrap for man. this guy too? Like, I mean, I saw him. Yeah, he was in I the. He was in the subs list also. I mean, he was there watching the game he's, as a substitute. He's slow. I don't know. He's he's a little clunky. I I I I've gotten I liked I like Sailor. I'm okay with Sailor playing over Mabika. And and I, I like felt, McVeigh at center back. I just felt like defensively we kind of, you know, pooped the bed. We pooped the bed last game. We really did. I mean, it was it was it was a lot worse than I had anticipated from a defensive perspective on this team. Then I, I mean, like you mentioned a lot in the last podcast, if we get scored on right from this team, then there's a problem. We're talking about three well, goals. Yeah. What about to say they're, they're a professional team. You, you, I mean, they, they score. I'm okay with them being score and scoring on us, but for them to score three goals on us when they looked, so, they went, like three games without scoring a goal. I told you, they've had seven scoreless draws. I didn't look into it, but I'm sure if I did, I'm sure that they have at least 10 to 12 games where they've been shut out. Like, this isn't a good offensive team. So to let them explode on you, like, it's just, come on, man. Yeah, yeah. It was just it was well, just ridiculous. And, and the commentators during the game, you know what they said after they scored the first goal? Like, a couple minutes later... They're like, oh, man, this game is actually – it's got to turn out to either be they need a goal towards the end of the game to ice the game or they're going to have to play the greatest defense of their life. And then Shakiri and Duran go off before the game mm -hmm. starts. Which and they had a bunch of chances also. Look, they were pressing, and we couldn't get out of our own way. We couldn't put together a couple passes. It looked like it, it was really bad. I'm not sure why we looked so poor building up the field. 
like I said, the whole first half, I felt like it was just long balls trying to catch Vasilev. Like he's going to make any magic if he is, yeah, yeah. manages to get the ball down. Like it was just really poor. Like you said, when Duke came on, I felt like we built a little more structure, but it, by that time it was too late. So what do you what do you predict the starting lineup to be? I mean, you you talked a little bit about it, but okay, what what, what I predicted to be, or I'll tell you tell you what I predicted to be. I predict that Marsman is still going to be out there, and I'm going to hate my life. I, I predict that McVeigh and Sailor are still going to be the center backs. Yedlin and Gibbs will be left and right back because because. Because I'm a battered fan. Yeah. yeah. Then I got, of course, Mota, Gregory, and Pozuelo in the middle. And Iguain, Robert Taylor, and I think Lasseter will start this game. Oh, so you think Vasilev's going to ride the pine? Yeah. Yes. I think I think Vasilev okay. does not get in this game. I think he'll be hard-headed and still put Gibbs out there. I think that he'll still stick with Marsman out there for some weird reason. I think he's still, as much as I hate it, I think he's going to play him. But I do think that Lasseter gets to start this game. So you so you don't think Duke will see the field? I mean, I agree with you on the Gibbs. He standpoint. will in the second half. Okay, so you don't think he's going to start? You think that he is going to see the game, see the of field course. in the second half? Duke is Duke is better, in my opinion. He's better than all the wings outside of Robert Taylor. Yeah, outside and, of Robert Taylor, it's clear cut. And and as far as skills go, like skilled soccer player. Bryce Duke is probably the second best player on the team. Oh, yeah, third. Well, like, third. Put Eyein yes. e- back there. So probably third most skilled player on the entire team. How do you keep that guy out of the game? Like you have to play more than thirty minutes. But I, I guess I get it if you want to have just pace on the wings. Oh, well, listen, I, 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 uh, I don't envy Phil Neville in this spot because this is another game where if, if the team loses. There's going to be a lot of binoculars on Phil Neville, and they and they're gonna they're gonna start asking him some questions that are going to be pretty uncomfortable. You know, we're talking about getting to a point where the the nitty gritty is right around the corner, and if we don't if we don't execute, this is going to be a bad look. Well, let let let's get down to to the nitty gritty. Give me your prediction. Well, what do you think in Tuesday? Oh man, I mean, I, it's a home game. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing that we've always had going for us. We're not away. Mm-hmm. We're finally at home. And one of the best of home our, teams in the league. Yes. Uh, in the comfort of our own dry pink stadium. So I and and Columbus, they they just uh, pooped the bed uh, last week against Montreal where they had it in the bag. So they got to be deflated. I think that this is going to go down to a, like a three one three two. I think it might be a three-two game. Uh, goes to Miami. Okay, I um I think that we played well against Columbus, even though we didn't win. I felt like you could see that game and tell that we we should have. If Pozuelo's out there, I think we would win that game. That's why we yeah. said that Pozuelo cost the six points with his boot. I think being at home, we will get that W. I don't think they score on us. Even though Damian Lowe not being there, I felt like we had a good game plan. We shut down Kutro, and I think we'll do it again. Make sure McVeigh's not on the left back. I think we win 2-0. I think we get two on him. I think we win 2-0, and I think we keep our small playoff hopes alive. I, I, I agree with that. I think that's a pretty good call. I think that that's a, a good amount. Um, I could see that definitely happening more than my exaggerated outcome. Uh even though I'd like my exaggerated outcome. 
I want goals and goals and goals. And hopefully one of them is Emerson. Hopefully. <laughs> or you know what? You yeah. know what? Forget about Emerson. Forget about him. Hopefully Noah Allen gets on the field and he has Ooh. a freaking goal because oh I'm getting God. tired if, of this. If Noah Allen gets on the field and he scores a goal, I think Chris might literally lose his mind. I am going to lose my mind. And I think you will literally lose your mind. And we're going to replace that face that you have with the hearts of Emerson. And we're going to put Noah <laughs> Allen's face on there. Pepper Pine, stand up. Okay? I like it. I like it. Well, um, I mean, uh, that's all I really got. I mean, I'll be out there celebrating my birthday. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, hopefully for my birthday, they give me a dub. If not, you know. I mean, our playoff chances go to hell, and it, I'll be starting my birthday anyway. So whatever. Yeah, and we'll have a we'll have some more uh, Undertaker Tombstone music coming <laughs> no, up I gotta in the get, next I, podcast. I, 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 it's a straight burial at that point. I don't know. We'll f- figure something else out that because that's that's gonna be a sad day. Yeah. Well, I look forward to it. I definitely look forward to it. I can't wait to I, see I, you guys out there for sure. I, f- I feel confident. All right. Well, you got anything else, Chris? No, nothing else. Just give us a damn win and get free out. Get uh, Noah Allen out there, man. Damn. I'll tell you. I, I believe that we will win. I believe it. All right, let's go. See you next one. That we, I believe that we-